Welcome to a special interview episode of Broadway Radio. My name is Matt Tamanini. On today's episode, I'm in conversation with one of my absolute favorites. You've heard her here on this podcast before, the great Eden Espinoza. Eden is coming back to perform two shows in New York this coming Thursday and Friday, October 6th and October 7th at 7 p.m. at Chelsea Table and Stage. The shows are being billed as intimate evenings of music and stories in which Eden will reflect on her roots and offer glimpses of what's to come. Keep that description in mind because I talked to Eden about different components of that uh, press description there, so we will come back to that later. In addition to the concerts at Chelsea Table and Stage, which is a fairly new venue for cabarets over on West 26th Street, there is also a live stream option that will be available. We will have links in the show notes to where you can either get tickets to see the show in person, which I highly recommend seeing Eden in concert is phenomenal. But if you can't do that for whatever reason, the ability to live stream the concert is absolutely an option. In our conversation, Eden and I discuss what goes into her process of creating a show like this that is meant to be an intimate reflection of who she is as an artist and a singer. We also talk about what's next for the musical Limpica, in which she starred in at the La Jolla Playhouse over the summer. And I asked her some interesting questions about what roles that she could never possibly be cast in she might want to play, what her favorite song is. We've got some really great answers from one of the absolute best in the business. So, without further ado, here's my conversation with Eden Espinoza. Okay, I believe you are in Prov. Are you in P Town right now? Is that where you're at? I am. So, is it, what is is this kind of like the setup? Is this the same set list that you're going to be doing at Chelsea Table and Stage, or are these completely different? Uh, concert incarnations. These are completely different oh concerts, completely different vibes and sets. Um, we're doing an all musical theater set here in P Town with John Daniel. And um, my shows at Chelsea Table and Stage are new, even for me in New York. I, I've just picked an all new set of music that, uh, that influenced me, artists that influenced me throughout my life. And just songs that I've always wanted to sing that I haven't. Um, so I'm really, really excited about these upcoming shows and the music we're, we are putting together. Between all of the different concerts you've done over the years and the different albums that you've done all the years, how do you go about finding the right balance of new material? Like you said, there's all these different things that have influenced you. How do you take, okay, I've never done this, I've never done this, and then combine it into a cohesive set list that feels like a a solid piece uh, without it feeling too all over the place and having too many different disparate pieces? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I, I feel like there are certain venues that have a certain demographic that want to hear certain things from me. And um, I try to read that and honor that as much as possible. But when it comes to when I book a show for myself, as opposed to this venue is asked to me to come and, and do a concert in the spring, you know, when I book a show for myself, I tend to listen to um, where my heart is at at the moment. And sometimes it's in a nostalgic place where it's like, Oh, I want to revisit this set list that I did before or take pieces of this and, and to me, um, especially when I play in New York, I always want to show growth and exploration. And, um, and so I tend to choose material that is speaking to me at the moment or 
stuff that has challenged me in the past that I've been afraid to do or things that people have, I've always wanted to hear you sing this, you know? Um, And so this time around, I was just really thinking about my influences over my entire life and things that have really made an imprint on my musicality and my sense of um, self, you know, when it comes to singing and, and my artistry. So we're really, um, this is a really eclectic mix, mm-hmm. but um, me and Rodney Bush, who has been my, my partner in, in, in these ventures in the last year or so, we're um, really excited about some of these arrangements and it's very, going to be very intimate and stripped down just me and him, but um, we're really excited. So when when we're talking about like these different types of concerts, like you said, well, Chelsea Table and Stage is, is this a this is a new venue almost completely. So it's the first time yeah. you've been there, right? So when yeah. you're trying to read the venue, that probably plays different than a Green Room Forty Two, where I last saw you right before the pandemic, do your show, uh, the Unplugged and Unplanned concert uh, there. Yeah. That that's probably a little bit different venue from there. So how do you take the Eden, who is a musical theater performer and then Eden who is a recording star and those two kind of vibes and artistries are are quite a bit different especially when you take musical theater songs and rearrange them for your albums are those completely different sides of you or do they bleed over are they different sensibilities do they come from different places who are the two different sides of Eden when it comes to like music and influences and picking songs to perform yeah, I think so. I think that the common thread that ties it all together is the is the fact that I'm an interpreter and a storyteller at the end of the day. And so, you know, even last night in P-Town, um, I, I sang the song Yesterday by the Beatles and somebody said to me, man, I've heard that song a million times, but there was something about the way you delivered that, that really hit me that I was like, wow, I've never really it's weird to say I've never really paid attention to the lyrics that much. And I've sung along with the song a million times. And so, yeah. (laughs) So I think, I think that what ties it together is that, um, you know, I try to, I try to put it into a context for myself. Um, And I, I'm very careful about um, choosing material and, and having it resonate with me in some way, shape or form, as opposed to just like, choose choosing a song that shows off my my range or you know what I mean yeah so um yeah I really tried to be mindful with um the content um as much as possible and when you are kind of putting these set lists together for different reasons or whichever you know whichever genre you're you're diving into Uh how much of that is trying to tell a story about yourself uh, with each individual song and how much of it is trying to create kind of a, not necessarily a specific narrative through line, but a, but a overall story for the evening. Yeah. I've, I've definitely done that in the past. I mean, my early, my earlier days of concerting, if you will, um, I would put together a list of songs that had a narrative through uh, a through line. Um, they weren't meant to be that way. I just like did that. And lately I've been um, moving away from that and just trying to follow my, my heart's lead in the, in a sense. And, you know, this, this particular set list was 
unlike unplugged and unplanned, um, you know, it's been carefully curated. And um, so definitely planned, definitely planned this time around. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely planned. And I mean, Rodney and I like to be um, malleable and spontaneous and we don't over plan. But this this one has been definitely um, carefully planned and curated. (laughs) Yeah. Different vibes. Definitely different vibes with those kind of things. And we're going to have a couple of interchangeable songs. You know, it won't be exactly, exactly the same both nights, but. Um, for the most part, it will be, but with a couple yeah. of switcheroos. Well, and that's great because you are doing it on October 6th and 7th this coming Thursday and Friday. So if someone goes and sees the show in person one night, there's also going to be a live stream available so that yeah. they can watch that. So if they see both of them, either in person or live streamed, they might see some differences. But how right. how different is that for you or how exciting is that for you to have concerts whether it's this one that i know you've done other live streamed concerts before but like that opens up the audience to so many other people and as we continue to talk about accessibility to the theater and to the arts like that's that's it's exciting for fans like us but how does that impact you as a performer to know that there are more people who are going to get to have an opportunity to see this than just the 100 or 150 or whoever can buy tickets to be there in person yeah you know before it used to um add a level of almost anxiety just knowing that I was being filmed um you know and being aware of that but um the more I've done it and I've only done it like I don't know maybe two or three times yet so far and but the more I do it and I hear from people after and especially people in other countries you know I'll get dms about like oh I woke up at 4 a.m and in order to catch it you know and it's just like it's um it touches me in a way that I'm just like, wow. Um, and even people that, you know, can't, uh, can't afford like the the ticket or the minimum or just couldn't be there that night or didn't feel like going out. I just like that it provides another option for, for everyone. And so now yeah. I, I really enjoy having that option. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned kind of getting nervous knowing you were being filmed I think for a lot of fans, especially of a certain uh, generation, namely my generation, um, we cling very hard to that DVD of the final performance of Rent. Is it the same? Is it the same thing like with that? Or is is that a different kind of entity altogether? Because this is a show you've done before. It's a character. You're in the zone there versus when a concert's filmed. It's you on stage, you know, obviously you've got a musician or a band or whatever you've got, but it's essentially Uh you there performing on your own. Are those different vibes when you're being filmed or whatever? Yeah. I mean, only, only that like, you know, something with the stakes that high in the, in the rent, you know, filming, for example, like they're able to fix something if it was terribly bad, you know what I mean? (laughs) This, this is, this is special in the sense that it's, it's live, it's immediate, there's no going back and editing something or fixing something. Yeah. Um, so it, it just, um, it, it still preserves that feeling of it only happened once in that room, you know, which is, yeah. which is nice to be a part of if you're not able to be there in person. Yeah. It, you still kind of get the excitement and energy of it being a live performance, even if you're yeah. not actually 
in the same room sharing that same energy uh, that you would be. Well, in the description of this concert, it says that um, it's going to be an intimate evening of music and stories. And I want to kind of get into what some of those stories are. And I'm going to read a little bit more of the description later. But let's we've talked about the music. Um, These stories that that are going to part of this, are these stories about your life and what these songs meant to you? Are they, are they stories of the shows themselves? How are these stories fitting into the evening as a whole? Well, it's a primary, it's a, it's a primarily, um, a non-musical theater set. Um, Mm -hmm. I have a couple in there that, um, are kind of roles I've always, I would want to play if I was the right type or gender, but it's primarily, um, it's primarily a um, pop, blues, rock set, um, but I am doing, a, like I said, a couple musical theater songs. And I always like the thing about my shows is like I want people to feel like they left, you know, not only have heard me sing, but like feeling like they got to know me a little bit better, and and how things influenced me, or what my perspective is on things, or a funny story of how I came to know this song, or you know, my my family of origin, and and how music was so in, instrumental to my development as a human and as an artist, and so it's stories like that, um, and so it's important to me to have that that in in my shows and rather than just um you know all all music and this next song is this and I don't I don't mind that I like when I like when people do that as well but for me um I want to I want that intimacy I want that energy exchange and I want people to feel like we've um that I've shared something other than just my singing yeah so yeah the stories are very off the cuff. Like I don't really plan anything that okay. I'm um, saying. Um, and so <laughs> it's not scripted by any means, but um, yeah, well, that's, that's a, it's an exciting element too. <laughs> I, that is where I personally, not a performer. That's where I would get nervous with the cameras being there that I would say something uh, and vomit out of my mouth. That would be completely inappropriate and not, yeah. not acceptable to be shared in front of a, you know, a big audience. <laughs> But so the you said that there, you know, whether it's a song that is actually going to be in this set list or not, you said there are roles that you would like to play if you were someone other than yourself that Eden might not actually be able to play, but in a different alternate multiversal world, you would want to play. Mm-hmm. Are there any of those that you can share? Don't have to spoil anything that's in the set list, but any 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 roles sure. that are on that list? Yeah, I mean, I have there's I would love to play uh, Judas. And mm-hmm. Jesus Christ Superstar. I would love to play Aaron Burr in yeah. Hamilton. Uh, I'd love to play Evan Hansen. <laughs> um, oh. You know, uh, yeah, just stuff like that. I, I, I think it's changing, but sometimes, you know, male leads in shows can have a more meaty um, yeah. journey. Uh, that's definitely changing. I think, you know, I might be doing some stuff from upcoming projects that I've been involved with Lampika. Um, and I always do a little request section off the cuff. Like if, you know, because I, I do recognize that like sometimes when I don't include a lot of theater songs or songs from roles that I've done, like 
people can leave like a little disappointed. And so over the years I've been like, all right, I'll just do a little off the cuff, like request section. Who wants, who wants to hear what? And just sing acapella or Rodney's really great. He'll, he'll join in on, you know, on the music, on the chords off the cuff. So that's always an option as well. Yeah. Those, those are good ones. I, I, I believe when I saw the unplugged and unplanned one, I think we got a little bit of, of, wicked brooklyn and merrily all in the same night so that was like that was that was a highlight uh we all left very very happy that night um yeah oh good but you mentioned that you know one of the the other part of that show description that i was going to mention it's said that you're going to reflect on your roots and offer glimpses of what's to come and obviously you mentioned some of that maybe some projects that you're working on including lempica along with wicked brooklyn and merrily you also that was the first time i ever heard woman is uh uh-huh. is at that show and now it's been on i mean just unending repeat on spotify oh, for me for the past few months happy. and i went back because i knew i was going to talk to you i went back and watched the video i took <laughs> at green room 42 of you oh, doing it wow. and it, it, it that is just such an incredible song and i spoke with with matt a couple months ago um i think right before you guys opened why it was still actually in rehearsals uh out uh-huh. in california that show is obviously something that you have been a part of for a, quite a long time, even, you know, yeah. before the very first performance uh, production of it, b- before you got back involved, now that it is still kind of working its way to whatever, whatever its eventual destination is, how do mm-hmm. you kind of stay connected with that work? And how, how are you still kind of incorporating that into what you're doing now with concerts and then, you know, keeping it in the back of your mind for other things that you want to do with that role when and if you mm-hmm. ever have the opportunity to do it again? Yeah, Um that's a great question. I mean, I feel that now that it's, you know, we made that EP, um, it's more accessible and people get to know the the few songs that we released a little bit more, but, you know, the pandemic really um, gave me a new perspective on so many things, but um, one being my attachment to projects and the outcome of things and, I had to sort of release the, you know, just kind of surrender to, I don't ever know what's going to happen with this piece. I love it. I want it to have an audience and and it's time, but um, the music is, is something that I'll be singing, whether it ever makes it to Broadway or not. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, the imprint on my heart is so deep, but also my imprint on the music at this yeah. point is so deep as well. Um, and so it makes me happy that people are knowing it more and want to hear it. But I think that, um, it only helps things to expose more people to it and to continue to incorporate it. And I'm happy that people want to hear it and haven't even seen it yet. So that's a good sign. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, it's incredible. All three of the songs are are fantastic and i i can't wait to hear more and to see more but but i i always get struck when we see so many shows as musical theater shows about artists and i don't know if you're a painter yourself but you are obviously an artist in in other ways what is it about playing an artist that seems so vibrant i mean whether it's um you know obviously sunday or or mm. anything any of the different shows about writers or musicians that we you know see so often um even mm. merrily for for that matter um obviously which mm. you've been a part of in the past like yeah. what what is it about those types of shows that so lend themselves to giving 
musical theater actors the opportunity to really bring something to the table. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they understand the artistic process, but like it just mm-hmm. feels like those shows are more more raw and 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 open than some things that are just about you know love or or tragedy sure. or whatever. It's just a, it's a different vibe to those kind of shows. Yeah, I think it provides you know an insight into you know how people see things or or are inspired by things and how they then translate it into their art form. Um, or, you know, it, it gives an insight into sometimes how painful the process is mm-hmm. or how much, how much somebody has to sacrifice um, or compromise um, things that we seek out or need as a human um, to, to live and to thrive, you know, that, some people sacrifice, you know, having a family or sacrifice having a partner or, you know, um, anything like that to, to facilitate their vision or facilitate their, their journey. And um, so I think uh, as an audience member, those types of stories are, are extra interesting because you get, you get the insight into the artist, but also the, the human um, and how either their life unravels because of their <laughs> choices or, or, you know, is elevated because of their choices. It's all, it's all that very voyeuristic into the human experience as, as an artist, whatever, whatever type of medium, you know? Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's fascinating to me and you can hear it in those songs that you mm. released from that EP and it's, uh, yeah. it's just, it's so raw and so there that, uh, it's exciting. It, it, it just brings an extra level of excitement to it for, for me as an audience member. But um, mm. I know you've got a show tonight, so I will will wrap yeah. this up. But um, you mentioned earlier, like you like to kind of cater your shows and your set lists to the venues and whatever that clientele will specifically be. We said earlier, Chelsea Table and Stage is a new venue um, for all yeah. intents and purposes. It's your first time there. This is a completely new show for new york as you said so how do you go into this new uh this new venue with whatever type of new york audience is going to be and say okay these are the songs that will work well for them and you said it's not going to be a lot of musical theater songs so um where are they coming from in your life are these you said nostalgic stuff is that like childhood uh things that you're listening to now what's the balance here for this set list coming up next week well i i literally went through my life um and uh you know i i don't want to say this in the wrong way but like this this one i didn't think about the audience too much (laughs) okay no Um, no no offense taken we get it yeah yeah yeah. In, in the sense of like i sometimes in the past that has tripped me up and and um i've really been working through like old narratives and stories that have caused me anxiety or caused me to shrink or caused me to have have unnecessary nerves and less of a safe space on that stage and so this time i just i literally was like i i want to go through my life from my earliest memory of a song um, that I loved and that I learned and that I would sing all the time or make up dances to in my room or made me want to become a performer or I used to sing in the car with my dad. Um, And so that's literally what I did. I went through from my first memory and then, I mean, the, the, 
<laughs> the amount of songs that were on this, you know, list, uh, I could have probably done four different shows <laughs> that we've like whittled down and whittled down and whittled down. And, and even up into my most recent, uh, connection to a song, um, in the last like year or so. So, um, so yeah, I'm excited to share that. I'm excited to, you know, possibly introduce a, an audience to, to artists and songs that they never heard before and, and that they might enjoy. Um, so it's, it's more of, a uh, more of an insight into my relationship with music and how it's shaped me to who I am today at, at 44 and, um, and yeah, having lived through my life, you yeah. know, last question. Do you have a favorite song of all time? Is that, I know I imagine for an artist and a singer and a musician, like that's a tough question to ask, but is there a song that you say like, Oh yeah, this is my favorite song of all time for either musical or sentimental purposes. No, I can't. I, it's, it's, too, it's even too hard for me to choose. Like, well, people, I've been asked this question. I have the same thing with movies, you know, yeah, people are like, what's your it. all-time favorite? I'm like, I can't. Yeah. Like, top three, I'm like, that's too limiting. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you yeah. know, because I have, I have like a, a different genre for, you know, well, well, it'd be better if you asked me, what's your favorite, like, pop song? What's your favorite musical theater song? What's your yeah. favorite standard? What's your favorite, you know? So, um, yeah, I don't have one. All right. Well, I won't um, ask. I won't ask favorite pop song, favorite standard, favorite musical theater song. Let's just go. Let's just go with one then. So, like childhood song, like song you grew up listening to, whether it was in the car with your dad or whatever. Is there yeah. one that jumps out, like from that part of your life? It's 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 tomorrow or maybe from Annie. It's when you wish upon a star. Yeah. Um. You know, or anything or, or early Beatles, like just singing with my dad in the car to to you know, Motown or Chicago or, but, but Beatles is the, is, you know, singing like we can work it out or Norwegian wood or, you know, and, you know, learning how to harmonize with him and um, that kind of stuff. Those, yeah. those are the, the early, some of the early ones that, that were on the list and maybe you'll hear some of those. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah. Very good. Yeah. Norwegian Wood is is in like my top three favorite Beatles songs as well. So it's so uh, I, I mean, it's one. so good. Oh, it's good. so good. Well, yeah. Thank you, Eden, so much. I uh, am very excited about this and very excited about everything that you have coming up and potentially have coming up in the future that has not yet officially been announced or anything. So we are uh, yeah. always looking for those things and uh, have a great time in P-Town and hopefully we'll get thank a chance you. to catch up soon. OK, I'll see you next week. Thanks so much. Bye.